0: Have you ever taken an extra moment to just step back and think about what your life will be like 10, 20, or even 30 years from now? If you haven't, I want you to take this moment right now. How do you envision your life being like? Embark on a journey to defy time with LMAO, Laughing My Age Off podcast. I'm your host, Erica Kelly. And I started this show because like you, I'm curious about the secrets to staying youthful as the years go by. Join me as we discover the secrets to slowing down the aging process. Exploring expert insights, cutting edge research, and personal experiences that uncover the art of aging gracefully. It's time to laugh, learn, and embrace a life full of vitality together. Well, today, we're going to be discussing an enchanted place, actually five places, where people are living well into their hundreds, and they're called centurions. These centurions are living in what we call the blue zones, and if you haven't had a chance to watch the Netflix series of Live to 100, The Secrets to Blue Zones, I highly recommend it. But if you don't have time to watch it, it's okay because I'm going to summarize some of the things that I learned from watching it. And there are some more observations that I noticed that were not even pointed out. So we're going to break this summary into five different categories, right? That first category we're starting off with is one of the most important things we can do for our body and that is food. (laughs) We all need food, right, to live. So let's talk about food for the average American before we get into some of the habits that these centurions do. You know, if we think about the average American, the average American is statistically obese. Almost 70% of America is obese. And it's no surprise Why, you know, when I think about obesity, I think of sedentary lifestyles, you know, we're conditioned to drive, go to work, sit, come home, sit again in front of the TV and go to bed. So unless you're taking initiative to do something to give your body movement, you're really going to be in that sedentary lifestyle. So You know, Americans are obese for lack of movement, but also the food, right? Food has become so processed over the years and our portion sizes continue to be out of control. And it's just, it's no surprise to me, you know, that America is one of the most obese countries around the world. So what are some of the things that these, special people are doing in these enchanted places, you know, what kind of habits do they have? All right. And before I forget, these five special places are Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, and there is one place in the United States called Loma Linda in California. All right. So if you've been to any of these places, (laughs) You may have seen some of these centurions, and as they pointed out in this Netflix series, that their those zones are slowly closing up. Meaning, you know, those centurions, they're not growing, right? So there are things that are happening, like fast food chains are coming into the picture, and they're really kind of removing those things that the blue zones were known for. So I just want to throw that out there that. At this time that we're recording, that was mentioned in the Netflix series because, you know, America's taking over with some of these habits, okay? So getting back to food, some of these centurions across these five enchanted places that I mentioned in Japan, Italy, Costa Rica, and Greece, and in California, there were some main themes that were going on, All right? I am breaking these down into several different um, buckets because... That's just the best way to kind of dive into this huge category of food. All right, and that first one is dairy. I think at a young age we all been shown that food pyramid, right? No surprise, you got to drink your milk. You know, just I personally don't drink dairy, or I try to stay away from it. You know, I you can't have a good pizza without good cheese, right? But I I do know my body and I've done enough research to know that um cow milk has enzymes that our body just doesn't like to break down as easily as some other alternative dairy products. And those are goat and sheep. And so these centurions are not eating dairy from cow. The dairy that they're eating, drinking, if at all, is going to be from goat and sheep. And you know mostly fermented products such as yogurt and cheese. Then we have, let's talk about beverages. What kind of beverages are they drinking? Do you think they're drinking a bunch of beer, <laughs> wine? Okay, so we're, let's start off with the morning beverage, right? Coffee and tea. So they're drinking coffee daily. All right. But they're not doing what us, most average Americans, are doing. And that's loading it up with your pumps of syrup, your cream, your fake creams with guar gums and all kinds of stuff we can't even pronounce. So, what they're drinking is herbal tea and they're picking those herbs from their garden. And their coffee is, you know, mostly black. But if they're sweetening it, it's, it's definitely not. Overdone with heavy, you know, heavy, you know, sugar, sugar creams. So, the other beverage is, you know, do they drink alcohol? I was very curious. They are drinking in some areas. This one particularly was um, talked about in Greece, in Icaria, Greece, and they make wine. But I just want to know they make wine in these like clay vats, you know, and it's made like underneath the sun with these clay vats. So it's the old style of making wine. And of course, they don't add, you know, fillers, colors, or added sugars. So it's as clean crafted as it can be. And, you know, they're not over, overdoing it with the wine. They're drinking this with a nice, well-balanced meal. So I guess wine's Okay. (laughs) moderation. And let's talk about meat versus plant-based diet. Do you think people are eating more meat or plants? Think about that for just a moment. And if you guessed plant, then you are right because most of these blue zones are, of course, eating minimally processed foods, but they are beefing up on excuse the pun on the plants. Okay. And really only 5% of their intake is meat. And when they're eating meat, surprisingly, some of it's pork, you know, so kielbasa. Hey, if you're Polish, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have been staying away from those types of meats, but, you know, I think in moderation, I guess kielbasa can be okay. And, uh, and fish, I think fish, fish is my go-to. I love fish. Do you like fish? <laughs> uh, and by the way, this is, this is awesome because I think I've tried to record this a few times. I've been through a lot of things with these microphones. I'm learning. I'm learning here with this whole podcasting thing, but I think I finally got it. So anyway, meat versus plant. Go for the plant. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about sugars and how they sweeten things. Do they eat sugar first of all? So they don't really talk about too much about sugars, um, like eating cookies and kind of the American lifestyle that we have—cakes and all that. They they talk a lot about raw honey, and you know they really point out that their honey, of course, is raw, and they make a point to talk about how a lot of honeys in America are boiled. And so when you boil honey, like you boil anything, a lot of the nutrients are kind of killed off. So if you're going to have honey, they recommend using the raw honey for anything sweet that you're going to want to have, right? So add that to your tea. You know, I know I use a lot of raw honey to make my daughter's protein pancakes, And she loves them. She tries to stay away from sugar as well because she's very allergic to sugar. You know, and sugar is just, yeah, very addictive. So that's one tip you can have is drink or add honey to replace your regular table sugar. All right, let's talk about the C word. Carbs. (laughs) All right, there's no such thing as a keto diet in these blue zones. I mean diet in general is just not even heard of, right? They just do their thing. And so they eat carbs. There's They're eating pasta, potatoes. There is a specific potato that they mention in Okinawa, Japan, that purple sweet potato. And I've actually had it one time. They're kind of hard to find, but I have found them at Whole Foods uh, sometimes. And that color... Is so pretty. So, anytime you can find something purple in color, which is a lot of antioxidants, you know, if you can find those purple sweet potatoes, go ahead and just add that and swap that out for sweet potato or, you know, mix them up. Sweet potato, they have nice orange color. (laughs) But in Italy, they're also, of course, making their own pasta and bread. Who eats a lot of bread? I try to limit my bread intake, I'm more sensitive to gluten. You know, I deal with eczema, so I, I went through a lot of testing. Oh, gosh, it's been a long time. They never could really figure it out, but when I took all these food allergy tests, you know, um, gluten was kind of like on the higher scale of allergies for me, so I try to stay away from gluten as much as possible. But what they're eating and why disease is very minimal in these blue zones, they point out that they're eating sourdough bread. Sourdough bread is really known for not causing you know spikes in your sugar levels. So, you know, they attribute like lower cases of diabetes because they are eating the better type of bread. And one of my friends, <laughs> she told me one time, and it's always stuck with me, it's like the whiter the bread, the quicker you're dead. And you know which bread I'm talking about? Yeah, that spongy bread that you see on the shelf that it has so many things that you can't even pronounce on the back of the label. And it's so good, though. It's so soft. The texture, again, you know, as as Americans, we have been persuaded into buying things that have good textures, and everything is kind of like just synthetically made so that we want to just keep eating it because it just feels so good on our tongue, the texture, and it just, you know, it tastes good, right? It's just... So anyway, try to go for sourdough bread. So that is kind of my summary on the food between dairy, your beverages, your meat versus plant diet, your sugars and your carbs. The last thing I want to point out with the food here is something that I observed in all these in all these places and that is what I want to call seed to table and that means that these people, you know, for the most part are growing things. And, you know, it's localized food that is grown by themselves, like they have their own garden, and they're bringing it to their table. Okay, they're not going to Whole Foods and buying stuff. And that's not to say we can't do that. But I don't know where any of the stuff comes from. Um, and I need to pay more attention to that. If I can buy from a farmer's market, that's one tip that You know, I've gone from this whole thing. Try to buy local and try to just know where your stuff comes from because it does make a difference, right? So we're gonna be moving on to our next topic. Can you guys guess what it is? Okay, if you guessed exercise, ding, 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 (laughs) you're right, exercise or what they like to refer to is just movement, okay? Because people in the blue zones don't call it exercise. They just have, you know, movement, a part of their daily lives, all right? So some of the things that they do, you know, these people are not doing CrossFit. They're not running marathons, right? I think they would think we're crazy if they knew that we sign up for marathons just to keep in shape. (laughs) But no, you know, as Americans, we associate exercise with like a no pain, no gain mentality. And these centurions are doing things such as doing gardening. You know, if you think about gardening, I know know gardening sounds sort of like, oh yeah, can you really get fit from gardening? But you know, you're squatting, you're standing. So there you go for a squat, right? That's like your outdoor gym. You're squatting, you're pulling things, you're digging things. So it's almost like a cable machine if you think about it. And some of the things, the other things I notice is that they are walking everywhere. Okay, walking is the number one movement exercise for these centurions. And the other thing in certain areas, like in Icaria, Greece, everything's on an elevated state of land, right? So they're climbing, like you think about a treadmill, I haven't been on a treadmill in years, but they... They're going on an elevated, you know, walk, they're going up to their houses uphill and then they're going back down. So they are increasing their heart rate just naturally by going to the store or going to their neighbor's house. So, walking, uh, gardening, and the other thing that they're doing is they have minimal industrialization in some of these areas, right? So, what does that mean? They are. You know, in in Okinawa, Japan, they pointed out, you know, they, in some cases, remove furniture in some of of the rooms. So they are getting up and down from the floor. So there's a tip for you. (laughs) Get rid of your furniture and sit on the floor. But if you think about it, when you think about, you know, people who are getting older, there's got to be someone in your circle that you know that has maybe fallen down, right? The old cliche commercial is I've fallen and I can't get up. They made a whole commercial on it because it was so common that they made that product so, you know, you can get help. So getting up and down is one of those tips that um I observed during this episode. And I think it's a skill set that we all need to practice. Just you know, practice getting up and down from the floor. Can you do that right now? I'll give you a minute to try it. Are you able to do it? <laughs> I know I can. Um, I started practicing a little bit more, but yeah, try that. Um, so minimal industrialization, um, meaning removing some of the furniture, but also when we're talking about limited industrialization they don't have lawn mowers, okay? They are cutting their grass with machetes. And that is an outdoor gym, if you think about it. Can you imagine just hacking away at the grass with just your arms? I mean, those you know, those those people are probably having really good arm workouts, if you know what I mean. And another thing that they do is they really enjoy their time after dinner in in Greece they make dancing a part of their life right so after they eat they're dancing right and i think that's something i could totally do as i get older is dance <laughs> after i eat uh, i think everybody needs to dance i think it's something that really kind of changes your energy changes your mood and so that is you know the category of exercise And we're going to go ahead and move on to our next category, and that is community. So did you know that loneliness can actually reduce your lifespan by up to 15 years? Yes. So not connecting, not being a community, not socializing is actually aging us. And if you think about it, when you talk to a friend, when you meet up with people you know, don't you just feel so good after, you know, you say goodbye for the evening or whatever it is, a lunch date, you just feel more alive. And there's something to that. I think as humans, we strive to connect, you know, it kind of starts at an early age, you know, especially when you're in school, you just want to fit in and you want to connect. It's just in, it's an innate type of quality that we strive for. I mean, Being by ourselves can be, you know, can lead our mental health down a bad path as well. And, you know, I know the last few years caused a lot of trouble for some people when we were, you know, forced to be, you know, more isolated. So thank goodness that's over. But, you know, I think finding your tribe, finding your support system is super important. So think about your circle right now. And they always say, you know, you are who you spend your time with. The five closest people is really the five people that you will be like. So think about that and see if you need to kind of add more people or switch out some people and think about where you want to go as you age. You know, do you want to be around positive people? And if you have, no people right now. That's okay. Now's the time to, you know, maybe find a community. You can find a gym or whatever hobby you have. You know, another thing they point out is a lot of these centurions are spiritually connected to, to a higher, you know, a higher being, right? So whatever religion that is, these people who are spiritually connected, they're adding seven more years to the, to their life. If, you know, particularly if they say, if they are attending some type of ritual, like a mass, you know, some type of service. So that's my tip after, you know, observing and, you know, researching these blue zones is connection will keep you from aging faster. All right. So our next category is nature. All right. This one I think is very underrated and it's not talked about I think a lot but you know recently I started to you know you know when you start researching something and then all of a sudden your eyes open and you start to hear it more and more you know people talk about grounding you know actually putting your bare feet on the grass I don't I don't do too much of it but I did it the other day I took off my shoes and it does it just feels like you do get connected and you kind of Just take a moment to be in that present moment. So, being closer to nature, doing things like that, just take your shoes off, take your socks off, just stand on the grass. (laughs) Now, if the weather's changing and it's like snowy out, you know, maybe just going for a walk is, you know, is definitely just good enough. My number one tip for this category is to get a dog (laughs) because dogs need to go outside. I mean, sorry, cat people. I'm more of a dog person. I think um, dogs just naturally allow you to age more gracefully and you know, they, they make you go outside, right? (laughs) Uh, So get a dog is a tip for that. Uh, But also, you know, gardening, if you like to garden, you know, that's another way putting your hands in the soil, really just, you know, part of nature is just being in that present moment. So think about ways that you can incorporate nature into your daily life. And our final category is purpose. So in all these blue zones, these centurions have a sense of purpose. And in Okinawa, they say ikagi, which translates into reason for being. And that's deeply ingrained in the Okinawan culture. And Even in Nicoya, Costa Rica, there's a rancher there named Ramirez, and he's 100 years old. But he looks like he's 70. And so when these interviewers were going to try to find this centurion, they're like, where is he? And and when they said he's right there on the horse, they were amazed because he just had so much life, so much spirit and mobility. I mean, he's on a horse and he's just ranching animals and he's just moving them around. And that was, you know, when I looked, looked at that, that's his form of exercise. You got to have a lot of abs to ride a horse and move animals along the way. And anyway, in Costa Rica, they call it plan de vida, right? Sense of purpose. And it just gives them a reason to wake up every day. So i want you to take a moment to think about what's your reason to wake up every day is there anything that you do today that gets you fulfilled and if not you know maybe maybe you're retired and you're not working but you know is there something that you can do to provide a more fulfilling life for yourself so that sense of purpose could be volunteering for something Or maybe you can start a new hobby and, you know, teach something. So think about that. Think of your sense of purpose because it's super important to keep your energy up and it really will help slow down the aging process. So those are my five observations of these people in the blue zones. I hope these were impactful and these tips will help you incorporate into your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed this program. Here's some key takeaways, starting with food. What are you doing to reduce some of that minimally processed food in your diet? All right, your dairy, swap the cow for some goat and sheep, your beverages, clean crafted wine, your coffees and teas. If you're going to sweeten it, add some raw honey to it. All right. And add more plants, to your diet, and if you're gonna eat bread, the whiter the bread, the quicker you're dead. So make sure you place that with some sourdough bread. And speaking of exercise, what are you doing to add that daily movement into your life? A good idea is maybe you know growing a garden or just adding more walking into your day park far away from the store. Don't get that first spot in the parking lot. All right, moving on to number three, we have community. Make sure you're socializing. Go out of your way to connect with more people. All right, number four, we are moving into our nature topic. All right, make sure you go outside, get barefoot in the grass, or my best tip for this is get a dog. <laughs> and final, the final one here is your sense of purpose. Try to improve that sense of purpose, you know, by making sure you feel fulfilled every day. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. If you felt like this was impactful for you, please feel free to leave a review on Apple that helps more people find this podcast and or you can share it with a friend that you think needs a few tips, okay? <laughs> and The other thing is that we are sponsoring this podcast with Clean Crafted Wine. Remember, Clean Crafted Wine keeps you young, all right? And you can click on the links in our show notes uh, as well as some of our workouts. So if you don't have any exercise built into your day, we've got some workouts that you can try. If you have any questions, reach out to me and you guys have a great evening. Bye.